0: Welcome to The Skin Reel, your guide to all things skincare, skin health, beauty, and more curated by dermatologists and true skin experts. I'm your host, Dr. Mary Alice Mina. I'm a double board certified dermatologist and dermatologic surgeon with over a decade of clinical experience. If you're looking for real, practical, unhyped skincare guidance and expertise, or you just think the skin is really cool, then you're in the right spot. I'm so glad you've tuned in to The Skin Reel. Now let's dive in because this is how dermatologists talk skin. Hi everyone, quick disclaimer here before we start. This podcast is for educational purposes only and is not a substitute for professional care by a doctor or other qualified medical professional. If you're looking for help on your skin journey, please check out the American Academy of Dermatology's website, aad.org, where you can search their database for dermatologists near you. It is so important that you have someone in your corner who's well-trained, licensed, and board-certified who can help you make decisions when it comes to your skin health. Okay, got it? Great. Now for the fun stuff.
1: Hi everyone, Dr. Mina here from The Skin Reel. Thanks so much for tuning in to this week's episode of The Skin Reel. This week, I'm gonna be talking all about the all-powerful sun and how my relationship with the sun is, well, it's complicated. So if the sun had a Facebook page, its status would be, it's complicated. And maybe I'm dating myself with that reference, but that's what I think about. I definitely have a love-hate relationship with the sun, as I think a lot of dermatologists do. The sun, of course, is so powerful. It's so important. It is essential for life here on Earth, for sure, plants, humans all organisms require the sun in some way shape or form if you're a plant you need photosynthesis to survive and as human beings we need the sun for survival and it seems like that goes without saying right but the sun also has some more concerning effects that can actually be really harmful And so like most things in life, it's not black and white. There are a lot of shades of gray. And today on the podcast, I'm going to be discussing some of the benefits of the sun and how we balance that with some of the more harmful effects from the sun. Now, I don't know many people who get angry or upset when it's a beautiful, sunny day outside, right? The sun makes us feel good. It makes us smile. It makes things bright. If you live in a climate, perhaps in the northern hemisphere or very far near the poles of the earth, you may get minimal sunlight during the winter months and long, dark days. And for people who live up there, they can really be affected by this lack of sunlight and get what's known as seasonal affective disorder. And that's because sunlight helps increase our serotonin levels and serotonin helps boost our moods, it keeps us calm, it keeps us happy. And for people who get little sunlight, it can really affect them. It can also affect people who maybe just work really long days in an office and maybe you go into work and it's dark out and you leave work and it's dark out. I definitely can relate to days like that. And you miss the sun, you need the sun for that serotonin to help increase your mood and make you feel good. So of course, the sun is critical for that. It's critical for plant life and other organisms with photosynthesis. And it's also critical in helping us convert and make vitamin D in our skin. And we need this essential fat-soluble vitamin to help us bind and absorb calcium. And of course, calcium is so important in our bone health, but also our overall health in general. There are a couple different ways that we can make vitamin D, and I'll do a whole separate podcast on vitamin D because it is so important and sometimes can be a little controversial, but we can get vitamin D in three different ways. Number one is through what we eat. Now, many foods do not contain vitamin D naturally. So if you've been to the grocery store, you have probably seen on a carton of milk or on cereal, it may say something like fortified with vitamin D. And that's because vitamin D is not naturally found in a lot of foods. So this is just a way to increase the vitamin D that we get through our food sources. Secondly, you can take a supplement that contains vitamin D. And then thirdly, we can make vitamin D in our skin. And that's why you may have heard some people say, oh, go outside or I don't wear sunscreen because I need to boost my vitamin D. Well, yes, you do need sunlight, specifically UVB radiation to convert vitamin D in the skin. However, studies have shown that as little as five to 15 minutes of UVB sun exposure on on either your face, your hands, your arms, a couple times a week is sufficient for adequate vitamin D levels. So we definitely don't recommend just going outside without sun protection and especially getting sunburn just to boost your vitamin D levels. Instead, talk to your doctor, maybe check your vitamin D levels to see if you are deficient and supplement that with food and a supplement. And then secondly, a tiny bit of sun exposure a few times a week is typically adequate. We'll talk more about vitamin D in a separate episode, but again, the sun, specifically ultraviolet B radiation, is important in helping us convert that in our skins for sure. The sun also emits several forms of what's known as electromagnetic radiation. And most people are familiar with ultraviolet radiation, UVA and UVB wavelengths. And we talk about that a lot as dermatologists, because those are the types of radiation that can cause mutations in our cellular DNA and can lead to skin cancer and also premature aging. The sun also emits a UVC wavelength. However, that is a shorter wavelength. And so it's actually absorbed in the Earth's atmosphere before it ever reaches our skin. The sun also emits some other types of electromagnetic radiation, including visible light, which is what we see when we color, and also infrared radiation, which is getting a lot of press and a lot of talk about nowadays for actually its beneficial role in our health. And so as you can see, it's complicated, right? On one end, the sun is emitting this radiation that causes premature aging and skin cancers, and then a longer wavelength radiation from the sun is actually being used to decrease inflammation and even fight cancer. So again, it's complicated and I'm going to break down some of the different types of radiation from the sun and how we use it for our benefit and also how we can stay safe. Okay, so follow me a little bit as I get a little sciencey and break down the different types of electromagnetic radiation from the sun. So UV ultraviolet radiation from the sun has been well established to cause many different effects in the skin from things. Thickening the skin, decreasing collagen, causing immunosuppression. And we know it makes these very specific mutations in our DNA, which can ultimately cause skin cancer. Now, our body is really, really smart, and we have these repair mechanisms where when the body sees mutations in our DNA, that they will actually repair it and fix it. However, if you are getting chronic sun exposure day in and day out for years and for decades, eventually these safeguards in our body are going to start to fail. And when that happens, that's when people start to develop skin cancers like squamous cells and basal cells, particularly but also even other types of skin cancers as well. But it's thought that it's this chronic sun exposure over years and years of your life that cause these non-melanoma skin cancers to develop because your body simply gets overwhelmed trying to repair that DNA damage. Previously, dermatologists thought that it was mostly UVB radiation that caused specifically skin cancer, while UVA radiation, which is a longer wavelength, was more responsible for photoaging or premature aging that we can see with sun damage. But now we realize it's really a combination of both. and. Previously, people would say, well, tanning beds are safer because they only emit UVA radiation, not UVB, which causes skin cancer. But that's kind of been debunked now. Both radiation forms A and B can cause skin cancer, and both can lead to premature aging. So, of course, those are the negative effects of ultraviolet radiation. But surprisingly, we actually use, as dermatologists, ultraviolet radiation to treat different skin conditions, which... I know may sound crazy, and I definitely would get some surprise looks on my patients' eyes when we would talk about this, especially in residency when I was seeing patients with inflammatory skin conditions and referring them for what's known as phototherapy. So let me break this down. One of the side effects of ultraviolet radiation from the sun, so UVA and UVB, is that it causes immunosuppression in the skin. It Puts the brakes on our immune system in the skin. And normally you would think that's not a good thing to do, right? However, there's some chronic inflammatory skin conditions where your immune system is overactive, it's hyperactive. And that's gonna be conditions like psoriasis, atopic dermatitis, even some forms of a lymphoma in the skin like mycosis fungoides, and even in people who have what's called chronic pruritus, which is this chronic intractable itch all over their body. Their immune system is just overactive in the skin and revved up. So we actually use the immunosuppressive effects of UVA and UVB to treat these conditions. Now, this is way different from just going to a tanning bed or laying outside in your backyard and getting a sunburn. When you are referred for phototherapy, you are going to be seen in a dermatologist office and followed by a dermatologist who is going to very carefully titrate up the amount of radiation that you are getting in your skin. And typically you do go into what looks like a a tanning bed, but you're standing up. You wear protective goggles, and you wear sunscreen and protective clothing on all the parts of the body that aren't affected by your skin condition, so that only the area affected is being treated with the ultraviolet radiation. And most commonly nowadays, we use something called narrow band UVB therapy, And so instead of using the whole spectrum of UVB radiation, we're just using a very narrow window of ultraviolet B radiation, which is found to be most effective and suppressing the immune system and treating these skin conditions. So again, it's very precise, very specific, narrow window of radiation directed just at the skin that is inflamed or overactive. Now it does require patients to go in several times a week. The visits are not necessarily long, but again, it requires leaving work or getting childcare, going in and having these treatments several times a week over several weeks, but it can be incredibly effective life-changing for patients with these chronic inflammatory skin conditions. The other great benefit is that it doesn't require systemic therapy. You are not gonna get internal side effects like you would if you took a pill or had an injection or an infusion because again, this is skin-focused therapy targeting just the inflammatory cells in the skin and sort of putting the brakes on it. So phototherapy is a great option for patients who have these skin-limited inflammatory skin conditions, and we harness that immunosuppressive power from the sun to combat that. You do not wanna just go to a tanning bed to get these benefits. Again, tanning beds mostly have UVA wavelengths. And again, the safest way to get phototherapy is with this narrowband UVB therapy. And studies have shown that for people who have had this therapy, they actually do not have an increased risk in skin cancer, fortunately. There is another type of phototherapy called PUVA, where you take a photosensitizing medication beforehand and then you get UVA, phototherapy, which is a longer wavelength. And so that is typically not first-line therapy anymore, but some patients may be referred for PUVA therapy if they have failed or not had success with narrow band UVB therapy. Now, another type of light therapy your dermatologist may recommend for you, especially if you have a lot of what's known as precancers or actinic damage, is something called photodynamic therapy. And this is a really cool technique where you apply a chemical to your skin, which is called a photosensitizing agent. And a lot of times in dermatology, we'll use something called aminolevulinic acid, ALA. You apply it on your skin, and it is preferentially absorbed by abnormal or precancerous and sometimes even cancerous skin cells. And it's absorbed by these cells and then converted into something called protoporphyrin 9. Now, once you've put on this ALA cream, you do have to let it incubate for an hour plus sometimes several hours to give it time to be absorbed into the skin cells and then to be converted into this protoporphyrin 9 molecule. You then sit under a light source. So oftentimes it's an LED blue light for several minutes and that protoporphyrin 9 absorbs the light and converts it into free oxygen radicals. You've probably heard about free oxygen radicals that happens from pollution and radiation from the sun, but in this case, we're using it to our benefit because the cells that are converted to free oxygen radicals and destroyed, remember, are those preferentially abnormal or precancerous cells to begin with. So it's a great way to try to target the abnormal cells and the normal skin cells are not affected at all. And it's a great way to treat someone who has a lot of sun damage to try to undo that sun damage before skin cancers occur. And sometimes the light source is a blue light source and sometimes it's a red light source. Again, the red light source is going to go a little bit deeper and so it can sometimes be more effective in patients where the blue light has not been as effective. So again, And this is another way that we use radiation from the sun to actually help skin conditions. And in this case, we are actually treating precancers and sometimes even early superficial skin cancers. So I know it's confusing, right? And lastly, the electromagnetic radiation from the sun that I want to touch on is infrared radiation. And this is getting a lot of press and publicity and people are buying infrared saunas and putting them in their house. They're going to infrared sauna gyms and sitting under there and there actually is real science to back up many of these claims about infrared radiation being beneficial for our skin now infrared radiation is an even longer wavelength than ultraviolet radiation and visible light and infrared radiation is going to be even longer and penetrate even deeper into our bodies which is why people are looking at it for decreasing inflammation even in our joints and helping with things like back pain because it does penetrate so deeply. Now, it's of course invisible, but it is being shown to have a lot of anti-inflammatory benefits and people are even using it to try to treat cancers where they take someone's blood and they target it with a photosensitizer, kind of like we do with the PDT, and then when it's exposed to infrared radiation, it can help destroy the cancerous cells. So there is still a lot of work to be done with infrared radiation and it's certainly not appropriate for everyone. So you definitely want to talk to your doctor first before seeking out infrared treatments. This infrared radiation therapy should really be seen as a complement to treatments from your physician, but it is really exciting and I can't wait to see other benefits that come from infrared radiation and how we can harness it for medical benefits. Now, again, remember, it's all about balance. Some radiation from the sun can be beneficial and useful. Useful for our bodies, but some radiation from the sun can be really, really harmful. So your best bet is to talk with your dermatologist about this to see what you should be doing specifically. And of course, we always recommend wearing sunscreen and photo protecting our skin to prevent the UVA and UVB harmful effects. And if you do have a chronic inflammatory condition, your dermatologist is gonna give you very specific guidance on on phototherapy and if you need that. And for many patients, especially who have darker skin, sometimes even the visible light and ultraviolet light can cause what's known as melasma, and hyperpigmentation. And this can even occur with infrared radiation. So again, it's all about balance. There are pros and cons to everything. And while we love the sun and it has many useful benefits, and we're definitely looking into a lot of their benefits for medical purposes, it also has some very detrimental and harmful side effects, especially with ultraviolet radiation. So you still wanna be careful out in the sun, wear your SPF 30 and higher, and make sure you're seeing your dermatologist to check for skin cancers if you are at high risk. Thanks so much for joining me on this week's episode. I will see you next week. Thank you so much for listening to
0: The Skin Reel. I hope it's been informative, educational, and perhaps a little entertaining. If you enjoyed this podcast, be sure to like and subscribe and share with a friend. Don't want to stop your learning just yet? Head on over to theskinreel.com for show notes, blog posts, and so much more. Until next time, skin friends.